Hello and welcome to Felsafe Fitness Golf Show. My name is Michael Joshua. I am the host and owner of Felsafe Fitness Golf Performance. Welcome to the show. New year, new show. Um, I talked a lot about golf last year, if you were listening. So this year we decided to change it. There's no one else in the, on the podcast side of things doing this in the UK as far as I am aware. So here I am. I am a fully qualified personal trainer, nutrition and weight management specialist, massage therapist and golf performance coach. Um, adding all those things together I, over the next year or so, we're going to be dishing out some fitness tips some nutrition tips and some golf tips as well as guiding you towards equipment and training aids that are going to help you break through the barriers holding you back in terms of scoring on the golf course mentally physically and training wise we are going to make you the best golfer you've ever been in 2024 so welcome to the show little bit about me and my services obviously I have been in the industry of strength and conditioning and personal training which is something that the golf world has embraced since the dawn of Tiger Woods Uh, and probably over the last decade or so being fit and healthy away from the course is just as important as being able to drive a ball 300 yards on course If you're not looking after your body away from the course, then on-course performance tends to struggle. So here I am. I'm going to offer my expert knowledge in strength and conditioning and personal training, as well as nutrition and weight management, give you some hints, tips, and hopefully guide you in the right direction over the next year to you being the best golfer you can be. So let's crack into it, shall we? Um, First fitness tip I'm going to give you, and it's a fitness tip I dished out quite a bit over the last year or so, and to every single one of my clients, is go grab yourself a kettlebell and get some kettlebell swings in. So kettlebell swings require a shift in weight, whether you do them side to side or whether you do them the forward kettlebell way. Uh, sort of Russian or American, you are required to time that swing and being able to swing that weight forward and back or pendulum across you is the good one for the golfers left to right, right to left. Being able to time that also helps you time your golf swing. So kettlebell swings for me are one of the main components of my training regime for all of my golfers and I recommend My first fitness tip is to go and get yourself a kettlebell, uh, four, six, eight, ten kilos to start off with before you jump to higher ones and learn how to control and how to swing that kettlebell. You know, if you can swing that kettlebell, you know, 15, 20 times consecutively without stopping, then you probably need to go up another two or three kilos. But being able to time those swings, you're going to build some core strength, you're going to build some leg strength, you're going to build some timing, 
which are all key things in the golf swing. So my first fitness tip of 2024 is kettlebells. Go and buy yourself a decent sized kettlebell that's going to give you eight to 10 swings that you can do consistently and build from 10 swings up to about 20 to 25 swings. And once you get to 20, 25 swings, that's when you need to move on to the next level of kettlebell. And by the time you've got to that next level, you will have had built some great core strength. You will have built some great leg strength. You will have built some great timing with your body, with the movement, with the side to side lateral swing and the normal American and Russian kettlebell swings that will give you the timing, give you the fitness and give you the coordination to help you hit a golf ball longer and straighter. And trust me, it happens. This show obviously isn't just going to be about fitness and isn't just going to be about the nutrition side of things. We're also going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of golf. Uh, obviously, DP World Tour and the LPGA are on hiatus at the minute until I think the second week of Jan. So, you know, PGA Tour obviously has gone to Century, uh, Hawaii, the Tournament of Champions. Uh, and on the on just before that, the Player of the Year was announced. So PGA Player of the Year was Scotty Scheffler, world number one. Um, there were a few rumblings from what I've seen. Uh, this has come from sort of a bunkered website, is that there were a few golfers uh, – John Ram or Scotty Scheffler should be world number one, uh, should be player of the year. And in my mind, I'm convinced it's John Rahm. But because John Rahm has defected to live, they couldn't vote a live player as PGA Tour player of the year. I think more out of spite than anything else. Um, so Scheffler scooped the accolade for the second consecutive year. Um, but also the other person that I thought had a shot at being player of the year was Victor Hovland. You know, Scotty Scheffler only won twice last year. Round won four times, including the Masters. And of course, you know, Rory had a really good season. And so did Victor Hovland. Hovland scooped up you know, the uh, end of year big prize money to win. I think he won just over $30 million last year with that. So, you know, it's it's a difficult one. I think that the, the difficulties between Liv and the PGA Tour are going to continue. And with the obvious pressures of... Live taking the world number three, John Ram, into its books for $400 million or so. Um, kind of soured, left sour taste in the mouth after the Ryder Cup. Um, and my personal opinion on that is I think Live have done wrong. I think the framework agreement that was kind of in place from June, you know, they weren't going to steal each other's thingy, steal each other's players, etc. And then they've come in and Ram has gone to live for 400 million. He's the world number three. Definitely the best player in the world last year. 
my opinion and a few other people's opinion on the PGA Tour. And with the no frame with the other groups that are interested in buying the PGA Tour, I think Liv felt a little bit sort of shunted out to one, one side um, and decided to, to breach their own rules in the framework agreement by not going after players and were upset. And being able to tempt someone with a lot of money, I don't think is a big thing. I think money's great, but it's ruining the PGA Tour. And from comments from the likes of Colin Morikawa this week as well, who turned around and said, you know, a two-time major champion, turned around and said, at this point, I think a deal just needs to be made and we all need to get back to playing golf. You <laughs> know, um, warring factions between Liv, the PIF, and the PGA Tour, the guys don't want to know. I think lots of the PGA Tour players don't care what anybody else, they want to go and take the money, then fair play to them. But I think a lot of the guys outside the top 50, especially uh, the ones sort of 70 and above to probably into the top 250, feel like that they decided to stay on the PGA Tour, even though they were probably offered an opportunity to go to live. And they're not seeing that being paid off. And one part of that, of course, is Rory quit being uh, head of the policy board. Uh, which I think is the first time a player has quit the policy board before their tenure was officially up. And I think the whole thing with Liv and, and whatever, um, it's upset him losing Ram, knowing that he might not ever play another Ryder Cup is, is hard, especially for the European team. And I think a lot of the players, uh, 17 above, are being hard done by because we all know this year that the PGA Tour is going to be putting on nine events that are $20 million, but it's 70 players, no cuts. So they're guaranteeing the top 70 players a chance at winning 20, you know, a share of $20 million, which is the same prize money on offer in live events no cuts as well that doesn't benefit the sport in my opinion doesn't benefit any players it's just making the rich part of the of, of the pga tour richer and that's horrible i think that's really horrible i don't see the future in that i think you should be rewarding the guys 17 above not 17 below because the 17 below are the best players in the world they've got the best contracts they've got great sponsorship deals they're the ones that are always going to find, land on their feet in terms of money. But the guy in 220th place on the PGA Tour, who's like 30th alternate at, at most events, isn't going to get a free ride. The top 70 are probably going to get a free ride, doesn't matter where they play. And I think that's what really upsets me at the minute in the state of golf. But hey, it is what it is. Um, other news in terms of live, of course, is that Bryson DeChambeau did a podcast. I will try and link that in the description of the show. Go listen to it. Um, I think it was with Grant Horvath from Good Good. Um, I've caught clips of it, but I haven't quite listened to all of it. But he was saying that one of the reasons why he went to live was because PGA Tour had such a stranglehold on their ability to do stuff away from the golf course. So they couldn't film 
other professional players or even indeed film themselves playing golf because the PGA Tour were filing them and frowned upon it and almost like they, you know, they're individual players, but their likenesses and their their presence in any so any media whatsoever was owned by the PGA Tour. And you can't grow a sport if players and companies aren't allowed to show off their talent. And I think that's quite disgusting. Uh, I think the PGA Tour, I think Phil Mickelson said something about they wanted a million dollars for his PGA win. He wanted to put some stuff out on social media and the PGA Tour wanted a million dollars off him for that footage. And I th- You know, it's you playing golf. If I went out and filmed anywhere on the planet, I own that footage. And I think just because someone else is owning that footage, I don't think you should be forced to pay a, a stupendous amount of money to, to show off what you've done. But if the PGA Tour want to do that, then great. And just going on about that, the um, player index program, which is was set up by the PGA Tour, so there's a hundred million dollars on offer. Um, so, you know, people, players that make an impact, the player impact program, I think it was called PIP. Um, Tiger Woods finished second tiger woods who played as far as i'm aware played just six rounds of golf on the pga tour in 2023 picked up 12 million dollars and straight out the bat in 2024 i'm going to say this out loud and have my stance clarified on this tiger woods for me is almost irrelevant to golf now he may win another game, another another tournament. He may even win another major. But he's part of the old guard now. He's 48 years of age. He's been a massive name in the sport for 30 years, close to 30 years. But he's irrelevant in terms of golf. He may draw huge crowds, and the TV courage wherever he goes is always spoiled by his presence. I'm saying this out loud because this is what I believe to be true is that I don't want to watch a 48 year old man three putt for a bogey or double bogey and struggle to walk around a golf course. I want to see Victor Hovland and John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, Colin Morikawa, Max Homer. I want to see those guys, the young fit professionals who are, trying to live up to Tiger's standards, but are always being outshone by a guy who will probably compete maybe for top 20s for the rest of his career and might even sneak a win if he chooses his tournaments and has a good week. He's not the future of golf. He's the past of golf now. And Tiger's $12 million for for a player impact program, what impact? He played six rounds of golf last year on the PGA Tour. Disgusting. The PGA Tour seem like they want to just keep the top 50 in the PGA Tour. But clearly that doesn't work because we've already had Kepka, Ram, Sergio Garcia, Patrick, uh, not Patrick, can't they? Um, Bubba Watson, you know, Harold Varner and now John Ram go. 
money doesn't mean anything to the top 50. They have enough money to last them the rest of their lifetimes. Prestige is obviously going to be a big thing. But I think the PGA Tour need to pull their head out their ass. Uh, stop thinking that, I mean, thinking that there's a problem with golf courses and the length of them. I think if they just set golf courses up correctly, then, you know, people want, just want to watch good golf. They want to watch interesting golf. And I'd rather watch someone shoot 11, 12, 13 under than shoot two and three over and win at 10 over. These are the best players in the world. They're going to find a way to get around the new ball regs when they come out. And taking 10 yards off someone who hits it 350 doesn't really matter. It's a stupid idea. So, you know, there's a lot wrong with the PGA Tour. There's a lot got to be sorted out. There's a lot wrong with Live, And that's the reason why they don't have OWGR points. We'll get into that later down the line. But that's been the news that's come out, is that a lot of the players seem fed up with what's going on between Live and the PGA Tour. It's either the PGA Tour continues to be what it is and gets bought by the consortium, or PIF basically own both tours and prop it up with their $650 billion that they've got available. And, you know, PGA Tour is a non-profit organization, and they're going to be their for-profit. Uh, and a few sponsors have already said they're not interested, I think, in a deal with the Saudis. And a couple of big sponsors and big events are having their last events this year because of that fact. Um, and I know the world landscape and, you know, current world crisis in terms of inflation and cost of living. It does have an effect, but I think what the PGA Tour has failed to do is communicate correctly to the fans and definitely to the players on what their intentions are. Are they going to stop being a non-profit and become a for-profit company and try to offer everything that they can to the players? And again, they are doing that, but they're only offering it to the top 50 or top 70. Nine events are going to be $20 million. Tiger Woods takes $12 million for playing six rounds of golf. That's just not fair. I think there are plenty of people down that line, even in the top 100 to 200, deserve that money more than Tiger Woods. A billionaire doesn't need another million dollars. People are going to hate me for this statement, but, you know, that's what I think. And that's pretty much the news for this week. Um, they'll be moving on from one area in Hawaii to the other. Sony Open coming that next week as well. So it'll be interesting to see if anything comes out of Hawaii after that. Because we all know John Ram has been at Century trying to get friends to join him at Live. Which no one's interested because John has become the 15th team at Live. Um, when Live before Christmas were advertising three spots. When actually there were six. Which is another reason why Live don't have official world golf ranking points. Because even they don't know what their rules are. Or how many teams they've got. Or how many spots they've got available. It's going to be a very interesting year for golf. Um, I, thought, I still don't think Liv are going to get LWGR points. And clearly Ram is having more difficulty convincing his friends to go to Liv because they don't want to lose out on PGA Tour status 
etc etc we shall see and that's been pretty much the news for this week looking at your golf games then things that can improve your game instantly now i'm not a man for spending a stupid amount of money on training aids i am i really am i've, I've spent some daft money on training aids but there are two training aids this week uh, and you'll be able to pick both of them up for less than 40 pounds and this 40 pounds is going to last for as long as you don't wear them out so the first one is uh, a pure to improve putting mat so it's a 80 centimeter by 237 centimeter putting mat it has a very clear center line and a little hole at the end so you can actually check your start line down this center line if the ball doesn't roll down that center line it means you're starting your putts offline so it's a great little training aid um, and obviously it's got a two a four foot and a six foot putting mat um, so it's an eight foot mat and i think it's it's seven feet but you have a four feet and a six feet gap so you can practice those putts and you can start that start line it's 29.99 it's available from just golf online the link is in the description of this podcast go check it out one of the best things you can do for your putting in 2024 is pick one of these mats up at almost half price and then also to go with that there is a um a put to improve um cup so it's a curved design we've all seen these um they've got a little hole in the middle so when you when the ball stays in that hole it will register as a perfect putt and obviously when you hit your putts when you hold the putts however far the ball rolls back signifies how far the ball would have rolled past if you had missed the putt so it's a very interesting thing and obviously that can be used with your mat and that is literally just six and a, it's less than seven pounds off ebay um so for less than 40 pounds you can buy these things you can use these things and use the two drills of just the drill i've just showed you about your start line and learn from how far that ball's rolling back from your cup and you will learn your pace and your start line control and i think for 40 pounds in total they are the best training aids you will buy in 2024 to improve your putting links are in the description let me know how you get on also as well tip for your putting whilst you're waiting for your mat to come now this is a little drill that i did um with a lot of my clients last year who were struggling for pace and struggling for start line so we took four golf balls we ignored all the holes on the green you can do this at home in your living room your bedroom wherever you've got six to ten feet of space you can do this so you take four golf balls of the same brand and model you put one with your eyes shut so just put it down your hallway put it down your landing put it down your bedroom or living room 
put it with your eyes shut. Then take the other three balls and put to that ball. Because you're not used to putting with your eyes closed, you can't judge that pace. Now with your eyes open, you're going to use the other three balls and you're going to put those three balls to that ball. And believe me, after doing this for a couple of weeks, your pace, your start line, and the holes on the golf course will start to look a lot bigger because you're aiming at a, at a, a target that's about a third the size of a cup. So you can do that while you wait for your put out mat and hole. And trust me, it'll be a fantastic addition and a little drill. So if you're struggling for your pace putting, you're struggling for start line, this is a perfect drill. Four balls, put one with your eyes shut, and put the other three to it. It will improve your putting almost instantly. Do it at least three times a week for 10 or 15 minutes, so 30 minutes a week, and you will, whether it be before you play around or at home, and you will definitely, definitely improve your putting. Getting into the final part of the show, the, the nutrition side of it. So we've had your exercise, go and get yourself a kettlebell, do yourself some kettlebell swings, whether they be lateral or normal kettlebell swings, that'll get you fit. We've, I've talked about what I think, what's going on on the PGA Tour this week, and of course, your training aid and a little putting aid. So what we're going to talk about now is nutrition. Now, people don't think golf should be about nutrition, but, you know, drinking five beers on course isn't really going to help your mindset because we have the no fear. And I know from personal experience, if I have a drink on a golf course or drink too much on a golf course, I actually play a lot worse. Uh, and I need to pee a lot. <laughs> so that's, yeah. But the nutritional side of golf, um, I've said to a lot of my clients, is try and keep something that's got some protein in and some carbs. So something like a chicken sandwich uh, and picking up some protein bars of some kind. So halfway through your round, taking on board 15, 20 grams of protein is going to help keep the body full of energy and help you recover from the last nine holes and move on to the back nine. And if you don't do this, a lot of my clients last year uh, who aren't young people, I've got to admit, they've, a lot of them were 50 plus. Um, they struggle to get around 18 holes, but they still do. Uh, said by the time 12 or 13 holes comes around, they're, they're very tired. I said, well, you need to eat something on the way around. Keep some snacks some nuts, things like that in your bag. We'll be discussing a few things. and I'll be dishing out a few recipes on, the, on my website. Uh, that you can make to put in your bag but um, nutritional products um, something like you know protein flapjacks things like that uh, you can get those from the likes of Tesco do the Cymax ones or Asda do Cymax ones you know things like that grenade bars are a great source of energy and protein that you can stick in your bag so yeah please as we go through this year, I'll be giving you some tips and giving you some things. But a nice protein bar uh, or a chicken sandwich, uh, some nuts, uh, maybe even a, a Mars 
is great to have and definitely some BCAA drinks uh, little powders that you can put in your water are fantastic to keep you topped up and hydrated rather than the beers that I know you all prefer but yeah nutrition is, is a big part of golf and you should really consider if you're going out whether you're going out for 18 holes or 36 holes or nine holes having something in your bag just to keep you ticking along can have a massive performance not just on you physically but mentally if you're hungry come 12 holes and you've still got seven holes to get round, that can play mentally can put you in a, in a in the wrong state of mind to be playing golf and it can have a massive effect on your scores especially if you're trying to improve your game because you're not concentrating on playing golf you're thinking i really need a sandwich or a meal or something at the end of this and it detracts from what you're concentrating on. Being present whilst you're playing golf is as, as important as actually having the ability to play golf. Because as soon as you switch off, you start to hit top, shank, slice, three putt. We've all been there. And, you know, not being hungry on the golf course, I'm hopefully going to give you a few tips over the next few weeks that are going to stop that completely. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, if you are looking for any coaching, nutrition, or fitness advice, doesn't have to be golf-related, but it can be. If you want to improve your game in 2024, all the links are in the description. Please like, subscribe, and share. I'm going to be controversial this year. I'm going to hate on Tiger Woods. I'm sorry, but I am. Um, I'm going to tell it as it is i'm going to bring you the news stories and my opinions on those stories i think john ram should definitely have been voted play, well uh, player of the year for 2023 i don't think tiger woods deserves 12 million in pip money because he played six rounds of golf last year and i certainly believe that the players on the pga tour should be allowed to do more to promote golf other than just play it whereas the likes of Bryson DeChambeau, et cetera, on YouTube are doing that at Live. And I think there's got to be some compromises made. And I certainly think the top, the 70 and above players on the PGA Tour deserve more than the crap they're getting now because they're not getting a share of $20 million. They're getting shoved to an event that's got less than $2 million in prize money. That's not fair for the guys that stayed. And clearly the rich ones that are being offered the big bucks from live are going to go if they want to go anyway. Those are my opinions. I'm going to run with them for this week. If you've got any opinions on this, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. And if you've got any questions for the show, if you want any golf tips, is there anything that you're struggling with fitness-wise, physically, even the mental side of the golf game, and, of course, if there's any tips that you want me to put out there into the world, let me know. Failsafefitness at hotmail.com is the way you get into the show. Just put tips, fitness, nutrition as the subject line, and I will get back to you as, as quick as I can. And also, after about 10 episodes or so, I will do a your questions answered. So if I don't get back to you, it means I've kept your question uh, or keep your questions in a big pool and we'll go through them probably the top three from each every 10 or so weeks 
uh, and we will discuss what you folks out there want to learn or want to know about golf and fitness. Thank you very much for listening. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share with your friends. And obviously, go to the website. There are some fantastic deals on offer throughout January. And hope to see you on the course and improve your golf very, very soon. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.